You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's a meet Friday on Thursday. We'll explain. Come on in. Stay a while. The boys are here, ready to go. Demotion Row, having a lot of fun. Back and forth. Fritzy and Seton becoming best buddies. There's a lot of bonding going on yeah. here. It feels like a buddy movie that, that you guys are just starting. And I like it. Yeah, dude, we're vibing. Yeah. Hardcore back here. I like it. On the ground floor of something special that's developing and blossoming right here. After 15 years, it's happening. The buddy movie in the <laughs> back row. Demotion row. Front row, Marvin's finding out what Seton has known for years, that uh, Paulie doesn't say much in the morning. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Marvin and I are pretty tight. We get along pretty well. He's been over to the, to the pad. We know each other pretty well. Oh, really? Marv's k- kicked it at my house before. I have. Do you know I've never been to Paulie's house? Neither oh. have I. Uh, Fritzy, I know. Not any seven of them. I've yeah. never been to any yeah. one of them. <laughs> I, I may have driven by and thrown an egg or two on like yeah. Halloween, but like not in the house. I know Fritzy has not been invited. Well, maybe not. Has Fritzy been invited to your house, Paulie? I've never had a, a social activity at my house to invite. I, I think I well, did have. Marvin got invited. Marvin uh, uh, lives near me, and mm. we had a little Halloween get-together, well, so he came over. Hello. We celebrate Halloween as well. <laughs> I was in Hubie Halloween. That's true. I could have talked to your daughters about being in the movie. I've never been to Fritzy's house or Seton's house. Seton's never been to my house. I don't know if they've been to each other's houses. I've been to Seton's house for Thanksgiving years ago. Uh, I'm going to guess that's 11 years now. How old is your son? Because your wife was pregnant with, uh, with Kieran. Yeah, he's 12 now. 12 so. now. To, um, I've been to Paulie's cabin in Vermont. That counts. And, and you're cabin worthy, Dan, which is, yeah. that's a tight, yeah. tight group. Yeah. I haven't been to Fritzy's crib. And uh, Marvin said that I, I don't want to go to his house for some reason. I don't know why. Probably because your son will ask me a million questions. A million. Yes. Easily. Yes. He asked me, oh, is boss famous? <laughs> boss. He, he saw you and that's my boy. Oh, okay. And he was like, oh, why has he got that? Why has he got that wig on? <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and he had a lisp for a while. And, uh, and he, I don't know how old he is now. Is he like seven, seven years eight? But he would have this, he'd, I'd come into the studio and Marvin would be in here with his son and, and his son just walks around like he owns the place. He'd say, hey, boss. And I, <laughs> he, he had matching uh, hat and his shoes. And he, I mean, he was all decked out. Has anybody been to Fritzy's house here? Seton? I have a few times, yeah. Inside or just to pick him up? I've been inside at least twice. Okay. If, if I don't think it was a social thing. I think it I needed was. help with my Zoom and my <laughs> oh, cameras right. and my lighting. And then I said, get out. I think I may have offered him a drink, but yeah. I think in the driveway, I said, you want a ginger ale? And then as he was it had off, to be, It had to be work-related. I did. You know, the only person that I've been to uh, their house, unfortunately, now is Andrew. And that was a social thing. We, like, got our kids together to play one time in New York City. And so I went to his apartment. Mm. And, and we actually ate, like... Like tacos or something, I forget. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yes. Totally. But it should be said, not to give people the wrong idea, that like, I mean, we just haven't had those kind of events. We've been to your place for like Christmas parties, but I don't want anyone to think like no one's invited to each other's house, that they're not welcome into each other's but houses. We, but we haven't been invited. We, like, I, that's no, exactly what the point what I'm is. saying is it's not like we had a party and we're like, and we excluded the people that we oh, work with. We I, just haven't had those kind of gatherings. Not that I'm aware of. Maybe have I'm, you had a party at your house in the last? We don't really do years. that. We get invited to other neighbors' parties okay. and let them make the All mess right. there. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be invited because I don't want to come up with an excuse not to go. Right. 
But so I'm actually doing you a favor. That's a, a long drive. We don't live yeah. particularly close yeah. to each other. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I don't know if you have enough liquor there for me. Or any. Yeah. Any liquor in there. <laughs> or cigars or yeah. any of this yeah. stuff. Yeah. You, you don't like. have anything. Any of my vices. Very there. boring. Sprite and yeah. like some leftover pizza and aluminum foil. What are you going to do with that? Yeah. All righty. Welcome to the program. <laughs> it's a, uh, a meat Friday because we're off tomorrow. Chimichurra smoked ribeyes today. We have pull-apart pesto bread, grilled baby carrots. That's uh, on the Traeger today. So Tyler, the moderator, Tyler, the operator, he's answering phone calls today. Then he's also uh, cooking as well. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. For all you Rams fans, got your world champions T-shirt there, go to danpatrick.com. This program brought to you by the great folks at T2.org, it's the Tower uh, Tunnel to Towers Foundation on 9-11. We vowed never to forget. Help America keep that promise. Donate $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. T, the letter, uh, letter T, number two, letter T.org. And uh, we thank you. All right. We'll have a play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Rodney Harrison will join us coming up on loan from NBC Sports. We'll see if he uh, still feels that Aaron Donald could walk away. Aaron Donald sounded like he was ready to run it back yesterday at the parade. Mark Wahlberg, the actor, he'll join us coming up in a little bit. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will stop by as well. So the Rams hold their Super Bowl parade, and um, it was festive. Uh, You know, I had Matthew Stafford up there drinking straight out of a tequila bottle. He's going to be in concussion protocol today. <laughs> there is no doubt that he is going to be like, oh, my God, what just hit me? It, he didn't get hit by a Bengal as hard as he's going to get hit this morning. But you also had a situation where, you know, Sean McVay was there on the podium and Aaron Donald, everybody got their opportunity. Here is uh, here's Sean McVay uh, during the parade. Run it back! 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 Give it up for Aaron Donald! What a start! Everything! We, we, we built the super team. We can bring the super team back. Why not run it back? We could be world champions. Yeah! <laughs> well, you're drinking some uh, truth serum. You got some alcohol in you, and you're going to say what you probably... You know, if I'm Aaron Donald, I would have spoken in past tense. Hey, we had a great run, and I'm going to miss that feeling, and I love my time here. Like, if you're using it for leverage, then don't commit to let's run it back, because management will go, uh, you said you want to run it back. You know, if you're his agent, you probably say, look, limit the amount of alcohol and keep it vague. We right. wouldn't want to run it back. Yeah. We could we could get a big payday here. Here is Aaron Donald at the parade. We world champions! <laughs> <laughs> world champions! The last team standing. We're the best in the world. That's what it's about, man. Look at this trophy right here. Look at it. This is for you guys. This is for the city of LA. We did it at home. Ain't no spe- special way. We 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 celebrating with you guys tonight. We gonna enjoy this, man. So I want you guys to enjoy this with us, man. Drink as much as we do tonight and live it up. We world champions. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Seton has a problem with this. World champions. Are you really world champions? You know what? Is there a team in the <laughs> world right now that could beat them? I, I guess don't know. not. We don't know that. I guess not. But Aaron Donald with his shirt off. 
If I look like that, I would have my shirt off as well. But you never hear from Aaron Donald. Although we had him on, I don't know if it was last year, but he was entertaining. Uh, But you don't normally hear from Aaron Donald. But uh, he took center stage and uh, certainly had a lot of fun there. All right, we'll uh, get our uh, poll question. You got your poll question ready, Seton? Yeah, yeah, we got a kind of a snarky one here. Uh, well, that means Paul. it came from Paul. Correct, okay. accurate. Right. And, uh, if I owned the Rams and had to lose one, oh, Sean McVay, Aaron Donald. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, my point here is Sean McVay is a very good coach, but he does not play, and he seems like a very successful coach. Aaron Donald is at still probably the best defensive player on the planet. If you had to lose one of those guys, and hypothetical, which one would it be? Well, this isn't a Belichick situation no. with Brady. Total this, hypothetical. Yeah. I, I, I think that Sean McVay deserves a lot more credit than he's getting because it feels like, hey, they won with Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford and Jalen Ramsey and, and Sean McVay went to, I mean, he, that's two Super Bowls. At the age of 35, and yes, he got out coached. He admitted that in the first one with Belichick, but that's pretty heady stuff there. I mean, that I know we, we don't elevate him to, is he the best coach in the NFL, one of the best coaches in the NFL? It feels like it's still Belichick, Andy Reid, uh, Mike Tomlin, and, and they have, you know, there's a larger sample size here, but what Sean has done in a short period of time is pretty incredible. Because before he got there, they weren't a good team. They might have won four games. I, I would I'd probably say I want to keep Aaron Donald, but I'm only going to have him for a couple more years. I guess if you say, okay, for the next five years, you can have Aaron Donald or Sean McVay. I guess I would, I would still take the coach. Because this is the overall, I got one great player. I, I, would, I, I would probably have to stay with the coach. Yes, he, For me, it's that Aaron Donald already has one foot in retirement. As soon as you mentioned the R word mm. there, I'm like, uh, okay, well, wait, I'm going to go with the coach. Sean McVay talked about it too. We'll see. Yeah. Uh. One foot in broadcast booth. I, I guess you go with the coach because it's he's overseeing everything. Aaron Donald would be really difficult to replace. And it would be tougher to replace Aaron Donald than Sean McVay, but I still think Sean's value to that team. I like how I wanted to give him credit, and then I just dismissed <laughs> giving him credit by saying, oh, I think I'd keep Aaron Donald. Uh, I'd keep Sean McVay because I can get maybe three more great years out of Aaron Donald. If I'm looking at a coach, I could have Sean McVay for another decade there. All right. Uh, what else do we have, Seton? Well, these are all kind of mean-spirited now that I'm looking at Why them. Why are they mean-spirited today? I, I don't know. What happened? It's actually, this could be the start of a, a brand new segment called Yes or No. I ask you a question oh. and you say yes, yes or, no. or no. Can you explain it again? <laughs> Such as, should the Lakers trade Anthony Davis? Yes or no? Yes or no. Well... I guess you wait till the offseason, and then what are you going to get for him? He's out for at least two weeks with a sprained ankle. This isn't one of those, oh, is it really that bad? But if you watch the play when he comes down on Rudy Gobert's foot and he twists his ankle, if you watch the Utah Jazz, the reaction on the bench, they're like, oh, they turn away. 
but there's so many injuries attached to him. I mean, I, I have a list of every injury that he's had, and I think, I think it took up six pages. And it's wrist, it's knee, it's uh, uh, glute. I mean, there are just so many injuries there. Thumb. Yeah, some of it is legitimate. But you get to a point where, and whenever I watch him, I always think he should be better than the Greek freak. And he was on the path to be better than the Greek. He was the Greek freak before the Greek freak, in my opinion. But it just feels like there's a ceiling, a glass ceiling with Anthony Davis. You know, what's going to happen here in the offseason? Can you, can you do something in the offseason? Uh, and you got frustrating players here. If you look at Russell Westbrook, he's frustrating, but he plays. He plays, he plays hard. It's just his style is frustrating. Anthony Davis frustrates me because you look at potential greatness, an all-time great, and it's not going to happen. And he's 28, I think, and you just have all these injuries. Well, those injuries, you know, the accumulation of that takes a toll on the body that when he gets into his 30s, he's going to get injured more often. I don't know if anything's going to get better with Anthony Davis. And you're playing with LeBron. You don't have to be the star. But as I said, if, if Anthony Davis plays great, the Lakers can still compete for a championship. If he doesn't, I mean, LeBron is having an incredible year. But he has to look around and go, I'm doing this on my own. Plus, management didn't do anything at the trade deadline, which kind of spoke volumes. I think that was a, hey, LeBron, you got yourself in this. You get yourself out of this. Now, I don't know what kind of options they were going to have. Maybe they pick up a, a player with the, you know, a, somebody gets bought out. But I don't think you're going to be, I don't know if you can be formidable for a prolonged period of time once you get to the playoffs. Because if you play Phoenix, you're not going to beat Phoenix. Could you beat Golden State? Yes. But, you know, if you're slipping into the playoffs and it's a play-in game, What's LeBron got? One more year on his contract after this year? I think it, it was a four-year deal. Checking. Okay. But at some point you go, if you're LeBron, uh, do I want to stay in this? And I think that'll be a big question. And then what do you do? Because you go into the offseason, now what are your options? Yeah, Paulie. LeBron has one more year on his contract. He's going to make $45 million next year. Yeah. Yeah, Seaton. This next one is Uh-oh. is the mean one, and I feel bad saying it because the young man is doing his best, and he just blame Paulie, blame Paulie. Sure, okay. Will Zion Williamson be considered a bust? Nothing personal. If he has another surgery, I uh, now you know what I don't want to do this. I don't want to say that he's going to be a bust because this is one of those, hey, in the moment, hot take, and yeah. then all of a sudden Zion gets healthy and goes on to be a Hall of Famer. We can scrap that. Do I have my doubts about Zion Williamson? I do. But I had those before he had surgery because I just didn't know if he could continue to play this way, adding weight, and although he's unbelievable, the numbers he put up his rookie year, it's just once you have that first foot surgery – not necessarily knee, foot surgery. I mean, ask Grant Hill, ask Bill Walton. You know, your ankles, your feet, it's really hard to come back from those things. And the way he plays with the size that he is, uh, I'd have my doubts. Yes, he... It's like a Greg Oden feel yeah. to it, you know, which is sad. You know, it's really sad. Yeah, yeah Paul. Well, if you look at, though, uh, Zion's second year in the league, 
At age 20, he was averaging 27 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, steal, and a block. I mean, his stats were fantastic. Like, on the court, there really was no question. So it's not... You know, a critique in any way of him on the court. Yes, Todd. And a distinction can and should be made between bust due to injury versus bust not living up to your potential as a player. You're just not as good as we thought. I think it's important that there should be a little bit of a line there. If you happen to get the bad injury, I don't know how fair it is to call someone a bust because they got seriously hurt and couldn't have a good career. But that's what we were referring to. I know, but like, I, in my opinion, Grant I think, Hill and Bill Walton. I think that there's two layers of bust. There's the bust of oh, you got hurt a lot and it didn't. No, or like, you like just didn't play as well. Like as Ryan thought. Leaf is a bust. He didn't get hurt. He just didn't live up to being the second pick overall. Right, to me, that's a more genuine. Thank bust. you, Todd. Let's take a break. Rodney Harrison will join us. Does he still think that Aaron Donald will walk away from the game? Back after this, Dan Patrick show. Uh, when was the last time you just said, you know what? I had a dream last night. I'm just going to go out and get a van and tour the country. I'm going to go see all of the 423 national park sites. And I'm, I'm going to do it in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Or at least I'm going to go take a test drive. I'm going to go to the dealership. Dan Patrick has talked about it. Seaton and the French kid got in the van, went cross country. They went through all kinds of weather. That thing is basically a blank canvas. Whatever you want to do, customize it. Perfect van for just about anything. Mercedes-Benz vans. And you're talking about the innovative safety features, crosswind assist. That blind spot assist is great because if somebody's on the side of you, you get that warning just to let you know, don't go in the lane. The active brake assist. Expect amazing performance and reliability with an MBUX voice command system, a five-star dealer network available with gas engine. So what do you say? Head to the Mercedes-Benz van dealership and try that Sprinter van out for size and maybe make your dream come true. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. From executive producer Will Smith and Westbrook Studios, Bel Air is streaming now on Peacock with a new episode every Thursday. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up. You know, I'd probably liken Zion Williamson to Joel Embiid. Didn't play his first two years in Philadelphia. Played around 30 games his third year. Back injury, big question marks. Now you could say he's the best player in the NBA or certainly in the top five, averaging 30 and 12, something like that. Also with Anthony Davis, here are some of the injuries. This is uh, since 2015, I think. I don't know if I have enough time to do this. I got Rodney Harrison waiting here. But you got wrist, knee, thumb, head, thigh, knee, shoulder, abductor, calf, Achilles, quad, right quad, right ankle, Toe, calf, heel, rib, finger, back, knee, right ankle, eye, elbow, knee, right calf, calf, finger, gluteus maximus, uh, knee, ankle, shoulder, right shoulder, uh, ribs, personal, back spasms, left index finger, right hip strain, uh, elbow, sore ankle, uh, left groin, concussion, left knee, illness, and then a sprained ankle last night. I... Like, I'd rather just tell you what he hasn't injured. Feel like maybe left ear. Yes, Todd. I was going to say, are there any body parts left that you could possibly bruise or injure at this point? It's like a game of operation. Like with me him. and you can relate to that. Uh, before we get to Rodney Harrison, Rodney on Super Bowl Sunday 
had this to say about his conversation that he had with Aaron Donald. He's big on legacy, and he doesn't want to be known as a defender that accomplished so many individual things but never won a Super Bowl. But he also told me this. If he, if he wins a Super Bowl, there's a strong possibility that he could walk away from the game and, and retire. Let's bring in Rodney Harrison, who hopefully will be in the Hall of Fame one of these days. Two-time Super Bowl champ and an analyst on Football Night in America. All right, Rod. When you you dropped that bomb, and I almost texted you to say, are you an NFL insider now? Uh, you must have felt pretty strongly about Aaron saying that, to say that on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, when I had a chance to speak with Aaron, we spent about 15 or 20 minutes. And, you know, I asked him, I was like, how many more years you want to play? You're at eight. And I'm thinking, hey, man, you're going to play another extra, you know, another seven years to get at least 15 and he looked at me and he was like, hey, I tell my teammates all the time, but they don't believe me that if I win this Super Bowl because how I prepare and the way how hard I work on my body year round. And obviously, you know, he's mentioned his family like he's accomplished everything. So it's very believable. He said, hey, there's you know, there's a chance that I can walk away. And um, I was stunned. Because I'm thinking this guy has another seven, eight, nine years. And, yeah. and these guys are different, Dan. Think about these young guys. They make so much money in a short period of time. They don't have to play 12, 15 years like, you know, like old guys like me. I played 15 years. I knew I could still play, but I wanted to continue to make that extra money. And these, these guys, they make so much money, especially a guy like him. He's coming off a $100 million contract. You think that he's going to come back and play? You know what, right now, I, I saw him at the parade and it was emotional. Let's run it back. There's a lot of emotional type things, you know, before you, you, you know, before you initially win that Super Bowl, your mind is playing tricks on you. After you win the Super Bowl, your mind is playing tricks. I think, you know, I, I would like to see him come back and play because um, once you walk away, there's no there's no coming back. You know what I mean? And you don't want to sit at home and wish you could have done this, could have done that. But he's got plenty of time this offseason. We'll see what happens. Is there a better defensive player that you've seen in history? I, I You know what? I used to say I used to say um, Lawrence Taylor. Then I was really, really high on J.J. Watt when he was at the top of his career, you know, being defensive player of the year over and over again. But when I saw Aaron Donald, I just saw something different. I saw a guy that I could connect with, a guy that I just absolutely fell in love with, with how hard he plays the game, how tough, how passionate he is. And you think about the thing that game really changed the course of the game was that melee on the sideline when he pushed Burrow on us. And everybody, it didn't just spark him, but Sean Robinson, he got pumped up. Vaughn Miller, like that's the type of stuff that Aaron Donald does. His his passion, his aggressiveness, it's it's infectious to his entire team, Dan. Uh, if if the Rams could afford to lose one player, or Aaron Donald or Sean McVay, coach or Aaron Donald, if you if you had to lose <laughs> one, let's just say hypothetical, you know that Sean went into the broadcast booth or that Aaron was considering retiring. If you had to lose one, you lose the coach. <laughs> you lose that coach because at the end of the day, Dan, as much as I like Sean McVay, he ain't out there, you know, causing disruption, taking on double and triple teams and chips and things like that. He's not doing any of that. He's sitting back reaping the benefits of having the greatest uh, player of all time. What was Matthew Stafford's reputation before Sunday? He was tough, but a guy that was um, always limited because – 
of where he played. And, you know, I, I respected him from afar. Never thought that he was going to be a world champion. Never thought he would get this opportunity. And, you know, I hear a lot of people screaming and yelling, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. And I'm not not quite yet, man. You still got, you know, some work that you got to put in before we start talking Hall of Fame with Matthew Stafford. How? What did you think of the Bengals' approach to the Rams' offense after OBJ went out? The Bengals' approach Beng- to the yeah, Rams? Yeah, defensively. Well, I, I just felt like um, I felt like the Rams really struggled once Odell. Because I had mentioned before I made my pick, I picked the Rams, and I said, "Oh, I said Odell Beckham, he could be Super Bowl MVP if he wins that matchup against Eli Apple." And it looked like he was on his way. A couple yeah. big catches, a touchdown. Um, catch and before you before you know it he gets hurt then Matthew Stafford saw Cooper Cup getting double teamed and he's trying to figure out okay let me go to Van Jefferson let me go to Van Jefferson and he just couldn't get it done with Van Jefferson so once Odell got taken out he got hurt it really changed the course of the game and then at the end you saw Matthew Stafford say screw it I'm just gonna force the ball to Cooper Cup yeah I love how people go well Cooper Cup's got to be MVP because uh, he was double teamed and I said uh, Aaron Donald's double teamed every time every play (laughs) yeah in the first half you know Cooper Cup's not doubled in the first half it was when OBJ went out and they're like uh, we can double this guy. I just still don't understand how Eli Apple is on Cooper Cup at the goal line, single covered. It it let me tell you something. It is amazing, and, and the defensive coordinator um, Lou Anarumo, he told me before he said, "Hey, Eli's gotta before the game." He said the most important matchup is Eli Apple has to match up, be able to match up with Odell, and there's no way I'm taking my second or third corner and putting them on Cooper cup on the goal line in the most critical moments of the game. And that's why I talk about, um, you know, like coaches, man, you got to have a feel like that's Eli Apple against Cooper cup, double team him. You can't let Cooper cup have that one-on-one matchup. It's crazy. Well, reminded me, and I hate to bring it up. Ellis Hobbs on Plexico Burris, where I just went, the, the Super Bowl is over. Like, you know, Ellis is, what, 5'11", and Plexico is 6'5", and he's out there by himself, and the giant, Eli had to look over there and go, we just won the Super Bowl. Five, it, he's, it's even worse than that. He's like 5'9", against a guy that was 6'5", and you're looking, like, why are we calling this play? You're like, okay, but, and you try to check it, and, you know, what happened, happened. <laughs> you think Tom is uh, truly retired, Brady? I would like to see Tom just stay the heck away from the game. What more does he have to prove? 22 years, man, all those. And let me tell you, Dan, the thing that you miss out on, you miss out on being able to go to your your kids' recitals at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday. That stuff is important, man, to be able to sit there in the audience and watch your daughter. Like, I've been blessed enough and fortunate enough where I don't miss any football games. I go to all the volleyball games. I go to all the recitals because, you know, my time is free during the week. And on the weekends, I travel. And that's something that that's time that you can never, ever get back. You can continue to acquire, you know, trophies and MVPs and put up records. But at the end of the day, you can't replace that time with your kids and your family. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, he's wired differently. And, you know, you've been doing this for a, 30 years. It's a, it's a sacrifice, Dan. If you want to invest more time into your job, then guess what? You're going to fill it on the back end because yeah. your kids are going to be like, you know, daddy, daddy, you had everything and you missed this and you couldn't make it to that. And, and, and when you play on that level, 
it's not just you sacrificing your entire team, your entire family sacrifices, your wife, your kids. A lot of pressure goes on them because of your dreams and your aspirations. Uh, thanks for joining us. You had a great season. Always great to talk to you and uh, have fun this uh, spring and summer with the kids. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I hate I couldn't get over to your table. I had a, a group over at the um, hotel and I saw you over there. And at the end, I couldn't even get over there to you. So it's okay. Good to see you, Dan. I didn't take it personally, although Chris Sims came over and then uh, Tony Dungy came over and Drew Brees came over. I mean, just my friends came over, Rod. Yeah, but they're not on they're not on television with you right now at 9 o'clock Oh, in the okay. Morning. All right, that's fair enough. <laughs> that's fair enough. Uh, thank you, Rod. Love you, Dan. Take care, buddy. That's Rodney Harrison, NBC Football Night in America, <laughs> two-time Super Bowl champ. Yeah, I went to a, a restaurant. I was in the NBC hotel, saw Rodney there, but I didn't want to bother him. You know, cause I could have easily walked over to him, but I was like, you know, let's just let him do what he needs to do, whoever he was with over there. Probably best. Yes, Paul. You know, we've hung out with Rodney a bunch of times, and if you look at him, he's kind of a normal guy. He's about six foot, six one. He's pretty thick. He's like 210. He scares the hell out of people, though. People are intimidated by him. I've talked to people who are like, he has this intensity on his face. Like, you, you definitely wouldn't want to fight the guy. Well, he was always one of the dirtier players, according to other players. Him and Heinz Ward. But, you know, Rodney just hit you. Like he, when he hit you, he hurt you. And, you know, he's in that 30-30 club. He was the original member of the 30-30 club. 30 interceptions, 30 sacks. And there's only, I think, Ray Lewis. I don't know if there's anybody else. Uh, I don't even think Ed Reed is in there, but maybe Rodney and, you know, Belichick loves Rodney. If Belichick campaigned for Rodney to get into the Hall of Fame, uh, that would go a long way, I think. But, you know, he won two Super Bowls and Belichick. I think Belichick wanted to hire Rodney as one of his uh, defensive coaches. All right. A couple of phone calls in here. Andrew in Washington leads us off this morning. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind? Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call and sure. uh, and always adding something to my morning. I appreciate that. Um, I I do have a Rams pack stat of the day, but real quick, I have some numerology coming up, and I just want to get Todd's blessing on if it's safe or not. Okay. Ooh, okay. Right. Um, so my son's birthday is Monday. He'll be turning ten, but Monday is two twenty one twenty two. So two two one. Um, we have a plan to go to an indoor trampoline park. Um, is that safe? And would Todd recommend that on a palindrome day? Okay. And then I have my stat of the day when it's ready. Uh, Todd? I would uh, recommend that. I think you enjoy the birthday. Don't get too caught up in the numbers. And the fact that it's a palindrome, it's just, it means everything is centered. Everything is right down the middle. You've got just the right balance to have a wonderful family birthday. By the way, we are off next week. Two two twenty two, Todd, or two twenty two twenty two, and at two twenty two in the afternoon, I just hope you're going to be okay. I'll be spending majority of that day under my bed. Okay, uh, your stat of the day, All right. Andrew. All right, so.
In his career, Andrew Whitworth allowed only 60 sacks on over 16,000 snaps. For the regular season, Matt Stafford threw 14 TDs and zero interceptions in the fourth quarter. And during the postseason, Cooper Cup was targeted 12 times in the fourth quarter for 12 catches, 208 yards, and two TDs. There's your Rams Super Bowl parade. Got a little loose there at the end. Got hit. Got hit with the, the, you know, talking up to the post. He should have let it breathe a little bit. Did you uh, did you see the video? I was watching the um, Super Bowl where they just have it mic'd up, and I was watching it last night where Joe Burrow is introducing himself. He's saying, first drive, he's saying, uh, hey, uh, Vaughn. Hey, 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 Vaughn. Vaughn. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow. Hi, I'm Joe. <laughs> Eric, Eric Weddle. Hey, hey, Eric, uh, Joe Burrow. Um, you know, I was always a big fan watching you and Eric Weddle's talking, you know, to him and like, it's just pleasantries as if they're at a cocktail party. Hey, uh, Eric, uh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, Paul. A lot of people were talking about yesterday on Twitter. Is there some type of psychology to that? Because Joe Burrow knows they know who he is. Is he trying to, people were like, I saw the sports media guy was like, uh, is he trying to humanize himself so they don't think of him like like they're going to kill him or something? Why would you do that? Isn't there a next play you got to process? I, I don't know. I'd love to ask Joe, what were you doing? Because unless the defensive players didn't think that he knew their name or they didn't think that he knew their name, and then he's just saying, hey, I know who you are. Hey, Eric, uh, great respect for you. Watched you uh, growing up. Hey, hey, Vaughn, I, I thought it was funny, you know, that Joe was almost – it was so obvious, but I don't think he was trying to do anything that was, I don't know, not nefarious is not, that's too strong a word, but, but just, you know, hey, how are you? We're in the Super Bowl. Eric, good to, good to see you. Yes, yeah, he. I thought it was awesome. And I thought it was, whether he intentionally did it or not, I don't know that he did, yeah. but it kind of sent the message like, just in case you're wondering if I'm nervous, I'm not. You know what I mean? You know where what? That's a good call. He was like supremely confident where in this moment he's playing in the Super Bowl and he's like, hey, Vaughn, what's up? Hey, I'm Joe. And like, I'm super cool right now. So just in case you're wondering if I'm nervous, no, nah, I'm good. Yes, Todd. And on top of that, I'd much rather make friends with defensive players like Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald and say, oh, I can't wait to torch you guys. Watch me light you guys yeah, up. Yeah, but with. I don't think a defensive player in the moment's going to go, hey, I'm ready to hit. You know what? He's a nice guy. He introduced. Oh, He's, he said hello. We shook him. I don't think that that factors in in in, uh, in the moment, but I did like it. I thought it was interesting. I hadn't seen that before. Uh, let's take a break here. Play of the Day is up next, and uh, a little bit later on, we'll talk to Dale Jr. Also, Mark Wahlberg will stop by at the top of the hour. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh my God! The play, the play, play. of the day. Runner left side, got it. Play it and play it. This is the play. Of- 
check this out. Monte Morris looks in. Lobs it to Nikola Jokic at the elbow. One on one. He starts backing down Looney. Gets to the dotted line. Kick out three, Monte. Winner! Winner! Monte Morris at the horde! Slams the door shut on the Golden State Warriors! And Denver wins it by one point! What a play! That's courtesy of Altitude Radio Network with the game winner as the Golden State Warriors lose against the Denver Nuggets. Play of the day brought to you by the Compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready-for-anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle. MBUSA.com, Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Seton, would you update the poll results from the first 45 minutes of the we program? We have got a banger okay. of a poll question. All right. If I owned the Rams and had to lose one, I would pick. It's been going back and forth. Right now, it's at the, the largest swing that we've had in a difference. Sean McVay, it's 57% of the vote. But just like three minutes ago, it was 52-48 the other way. Ooh. So if you had to lose one, you would lose Sean McVay or, or Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. And right now you would lose Sean McVay right now. 50 percent, 57 percent would lose Sean McVay. All right. Some phone calls here. Mark Wahlberg will uh, join us coming up top of the hour and uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. as well. Joe in Ohio, Joe, Ohio. Joe, what's on your mind today? Uh, hey, Dan. So two things. One, Fritzy. Look up the music video for Call On Me. You need this music video like Ross Tucker needs his spicy mustard, all right? I'll take a look. Okay. <laughs> you, it, it's a little not safe for work, but it's awesome. Two, the Bengals not only will not make the Super Bowl at all, they won't make the playoffs because they had the luckiest run ever. Well, I'm a salty Browns fan, as you can <laughs> tell. So it's a little biased. But I have good reasoning. One, the AFC North, the Ravens were beat up, and the Browns went full Browns. Never go full Browns, but they'll be back. Then they had the luckiest playoff schedule ever. The Raiders were trash. The Titans might have been the worst number one seed in NFL history, past or future. And then the Chiefs, they did beat the Chiefs, but the Chiefs blew that. So I just, they got lucky. And yes, it's a little biased and salty and I, whatever, but I do like <laughs> Joe Burrow, though. So. All right. Well, thank you, Joe. That's uh, Joe in Ohio. I did have a Bengals fan who uh, sent me a joke on Sunday and said, uh, What do you call a room full of uh, 60 grown men, the Cleveland Browns, watching the Super Bowl? Yeah. Mean-spirited, but I'm just saying that was a Bengals fan. What do you call a room full of uh, 60 grown men watching the Super Bowl? Cleveland Browns. Uh, I don't know what the Browns are going to do at quarterback. I think that's really the key. And I said this, and I keep saying this, I don't know if the Bengals will be favored in their own division because the Browns, you think, will be back. Uh, let's see what the Bengals do with all that cap space because historically they haven't used that cap space. You're going to have the Ravens who are going to be ready to go again. But, yes, the Bengals did get lucky, if you want to call that. They won a lot of games, thanks to Evan McPherson. But they still won them. There are a lot of teams that don't win those games. You have to give Bengal, the Bengals credit. They did win those games. And with Joe Burrow, how many quarterbacks do you feel like we got a chance? And Joe Burrow is in that small group, in that conversation. Yeah, Paul. Baker Mayfield, 2022 is the last year of his contract. It raises up to $18.5 million, which is you know, a huge jump compared to the past four years. 
but then they can get out. They are, they are no, under no pressure to sign them. Yeah. And they could always do that franchise thing, tag thing that the Washington used to do yeah. and avoid paying forever. Yeah, I think that you just you know, make this a uh, contract year for him and just say, go out, you know, play. $18 million is not a lot at that position. That could be a bargain if he plays really well. Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind? What up, though? One time for chat roll. Uh, first of all, I'd like to start off by saying, Marvin, thanks a lot, my brother. He has been my counselor for I don't know how many Mondays when I called in. Helped me get my, myself together talking about the Lions because I tell you, being a Lions fan is something else. Putting Tyler in the spot, though? Hey, I can't, uh, I can't be mad at that. Tyler is a great guy, chef, cook. Also, Dan, I wanted to talk about this real quick. The views expressed by certain hard-to-pronounce name people on your show yesterday does not necessarily reflect those opinions of the city of Detroit. Okay. I most, yesterday you had a caller in, uh, Rashida or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's the man. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's not the, and he made you go higher register. But the one thing <laughs> I do love is the fact that you and Paulie, oh, my goodness, Paulie said he was on hold for four weeks where you been for a month. And Kanye West with Antonio Brown at the Super Bowl. Could you imagine that conversation in a car ride home? Yeah, I just can't imagine, you know, somebody holding on something for a month and then they want to say that Bruce Arians needs to be fired because of what happened with Antonio Brown. I mean, he's a ticking time bomb. You, you got what you deserved. They got, they got a year and a half out of him. They won a Super Bowl. But look, if you can detonate on Tom Brady, then you can detonate on anybody. And, and Bruce, probably. There's so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And certainly with AB, he's a great talent. But I don't think that he was going to be able to help you against the Rams. Because I don't think he was healthy. But, yeah, we had people holding grudges and it's like, fire Bruce Arians. I'm like, all right, what's that going to do? I don't think that would happen here. And they're not going to have Antonio Brown back, by the way. It's not like, hey, you keep Antonio Brown or Bruce Arians. That ain't happening. Uh, Let's see. Jason in Arizona, let me try to squeeze you in. Hey, Jace. Hey, uh, hey guys, how's it going? Appreciate Good. y'all talking. Uh, yep, yeah. I just want to uh, chime in on the Matt Stafford conversation a little bit. Fire I, away! Uh, I used to, Hurry up! Yep, yeah, I used to be one of the biggest haters, you know, but I, he he kind of changed my mind. I, I I think I realized that Sean McVay knows more about football than we do. But I have a stat for you. Hurry up! Uh, okay, when he won his Pro Bowl or when he went to the Pro Bowl, he had his worst QBR of his career, forty-seven point three. He averages a sixty if you minus all those other years. So it's perception versus reality. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jason. Going to have to take a couple of minutes to process all that. Mark Wahlberg, big-time actor, is going to join us. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. will stop by to preview the big race. One hour in the books, two more to go. Close out the first hour with, oh, Butcher Box. I saw uh, Tyler. Tyler was out there with... Big old ribeyes. Oh, is that what he took out of the Butcher Box? Every month, Butcher Box ships a curated selection of high-quality meats right to your home, or in this case, the man cave. They have free shipping in the continental United States. No antibiotics, no added hormones, and each of these boxes contains between 8 and 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box that you choose. 
So that's enough for 24 individual meals. More than enough for everybody here in the man cave. Pack fresh, ship frozen for convenience, customize the box or go with whatever they send you. Either way, you get what you want. And then there's never been a better chance now to jump in on a great deal. You don't have to shop, go to the grocery store again, and you don't have to buy ground beef again. Butcher Box is giving new members free ground beef for the life of your membership, plus a $10 coupon. ButcherBox.com slash Patrick. Two pounds of ground beef, free in every order for the life of your membership. ButcherBox.com slash Patrick to claim the deal.